1: Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right warshal brother George Mudry, and with me tonight... Brother Rocco. Just us two. So we're going to get started right into it. This one should be a good one, and we're going to do this one in honor of Memorial Day that just passed by last week. We had our special guest Gideon in the house, and uh, I guess we figured that everybody needed a week vacation off of, <laughs> after that podcast, so... All right, first thing we're going to start off with our usual. We have a ton of things to cover in in, uh, shout-outs and all that, so we're going to get right into it. Uponthepoint.com, they have some cool coins. He actually just has one uh, not too long ago that he created. It's actually the hand for anybody who watches Game of Thrones. It's actually the shape of the hand with a Masonic ring on it. It's pretty cool. But uh, go on his website and have a look and see what you uh, see. Think about it. I think it's pretty cool, actually. I want to get one.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind one of those things. I have my <laughs> lapel pin. And... It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: So. All right. It's uh,
2: definitely with the theme of things right now, because everyone's re-watching <laughs> absolutely
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I also want to plug our own, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. I made a Memorial Day shirt that uh, I am going to donate the profits to Wounded Warrior Project. Should anybody buy one? So, go on there. Support the veterans and especially the Wounded Warrior Project. All right, let's get into some shout-outs and toasts here. we got some shout-outs. Um, William Odell. Scott Taylor, Jr. Adam Bachel. I apologize again if I butcher your name. Freddie Thurman III. Javier Rodriguez Pelletier. Pel- 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 I think I... I I, again, I apologize if I butcher your last name. Uh, Suzanne Rafferty, uh, Mike Bunkowski, Dylan Dylan. So, those are the Facebook uh, likes. So
2: Thank you very much for listening.
1: Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together? Viva! vivat, vivat. Also, I want to give shout-outs to Randy Boone for his Facebook recommendation. I actually want to read these ones off because they're actually pretty good. Randy Boone, this is my favorite podcast to listen to. Came a little late to the party, but wow, can't wait for the next episode. Going to try to get out to one of your stated communications. Keep up the good work and stay trowly. I thought that was pretty good.
2: Very nice, thank you.
1: So the other thing I want to do is I want to give, uh, also, uh, Instagram followers. Freddie Rue, 1987. Big Josh, 42. Bill Short, 1. Robert Mark Jonesy. Garcia Famoso, uh, 203. Bob Allen, 77. Pork Chop, 87. I want to give them a toast. Right hand arms. (laughs) Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva viva, 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 viva. All right. Last one.
2: At least we had two people speaking. Yeah.
1: No, I like, yeah, definitely a better, sound a little bit better. All right. Here we go. We're going to do one Apple review. It's the only Apple review I have. For right now, for some reason, Apple reviews take for it ever to come through Gideon said he did one a while ago and still it hasn't this 5 star review comes from ACB from RI which would be Rhode Island obviously what it's real all about Five-star review. I'm fairly new MM, but it's been my family in the past two generations. In the short time I've become a Mason, I've come close to realize that friendships are born and conversations after lodge or rehearsal are just as important, if not more. The Adam Masonic education with insights to your journeys are very enjoyable and entertaining. Keep up the good work. I hope to visit your lodge soon or at least the farm degree. That's awesome.
2: I agree and I thank you you know I just want to say that it's not just about um, us coming up here and recording a podcast where we you know it's it's we're sharing a little piece of our journey our Masonic journey with everyone in the podcast group Mm -hmm. and um, and the listeners and the listeners and it's it's really nice to see when you guys give us feedback back and give us you know, advice and tell us, hey, you guys are doing a good job. It, that really helps, and it, it definitely uh, warms our hearts. Mm-hmm. So just want to throw that out there.
1: Definitely appreciate it. All right, couple last plugs. The Freemasons Podcast Facebook page. I have to apologize to everybody who is on the Facebook um, podcast page because the app pages won't let me in it it just scrolls and scrolls and so so i can't post anything and everything has to be done through my facebook which is a major league pain but i will be posting as soon as the app decides to start working again um the other thing is the uh, facebook podcast community page jump on there a lot of communication a lot of talking we put up actually more famous freemasons the last time we did it and it's uh, a great little group of everybody who communicates and talks from around the world we got links in australia talking to nathan in in uh england and then we got uh, gideon in holland talking to rob fowler in missouri like it's a really great and thing that's
2: why we do it right that's, that's exactly that's, why we do it i mean it's awesome
1: and the last thing last little thing i want to throw in there is i started a youtube channel the only thing i have up there is the video of puppet george that's the only one I've put up there yet, but pretty soon I'm going to be investing in a camera that's going to be mounted on a wall, and we are going to start recording our episodes. So I'd ask that you go on there and subscribe. Again, it's a brand new channel, so we're going to be uh well. That's what I'm going to be doing: I'm going to be putting on the YouTube, and that's what we're going to do. But we have one other order of business to do before we move on to our main topic, and that is the last week we were we started a new segment, which is the. Benjamin Franklin's 13 Virtues, the last time that we did it, was the card of Resolution. And that one's been put off the side. So, uh, did you do anything of, of Resolution, Rocco?
2: Um, my usual. You know, I, at, at work, it's, uh, it's one of my priorities to, uh, to come to Resolution on projects. And so, uh, I regularly do that anyway. So, yeah, I I completed a couple projects. Um, It's nice to get some things off my plate, you know. A couple little yard cleanup tasks as well and uh, complete those as well. Um, You know, there's larger goals that you can never, you know, take longer times to complete than a week. So, uh, I'll work on those other longer ones uh, throughout the year. Anyway, but on to the next week of focus.
1: Well, I would have to say... Yeah, um, I guess I did. I guess one of the major ones was the kids yelling at me for the last two weeks to set up the pool. So I set up the pool. So, yeah. and I didn't, they asked to set up the pool. And I just did you it. Just Normally did it. I would be like, hem and haw about it, but I didn't. So,
2: listen, it's going to come anyway. I will say that's a win in are.
1: my book. Again, yeah. I'm not going to get into all the resolutions, but that's one that I picked. So, all right, Rocco, you need to bring your butt over here and pick a card. All right. Now, they're all in, they're, they're in no particular order.
2: I'm not able to see
1: any. Can't see any. I'm kind of mixing them up. And yank. Ooh, what does he go with? He goes with industry. Woohoo. All and right. The beehive. beehive. The beehive, which is That's a
2: good one for me. Yes,
1: it is. Me too, cuz I never stop. This no, one's going right to be right real... now
2: for me this is good. I mean, one of my goals, right, is to uh eventually one day grow all my food, right, at home. Grow nice. All my own food. So I have. So this will um,
1: put a foot in your ass, is what you're saying, basically. You
2: know, I I, I I work on something. I've been doing working on it for quite a while. So uh, hopefully, I'll get something. I do have one apple. One apple. It took me what seven <laughs> years to get one
1: apple. <laughs> all right, industry. Lose no time. Be always employed in something useful. Cut off all unnecessary actions. And again, that basically means, broken down in layman's term. It's pretty simple, but don't spend your time idling. Try to spend your time doing something productive. And if you lack the energy or focus to do the task at hand, find something else that fits where you're at. If you don't have anything on hand to do, spend that time improving yourself. If you're too tired to do anything, sleep. And if that tiredness is consistent, engage in purposeful leisure or talk to a doctor. So I'll I'm be just putting. Saying. This picture on the Freemasons podcast Facebook page so that everybody can see the card that I have picked. And that's the that's the virtue we are going to work on this week is industry.
2: This is a nice one after completion because you've just finished a bunch of crap, right? Uh, you've <laughs> right. Just taken a bunch <laughs> of crap off your plate. Now right. you have time to focus on the new stuff. Exactly.
1: No, it's it's perfect. It works. All right, so tonight, tonight's topic is going to be famous Freemasons. I've picked two. Uh, the reason why I wanted to go with, fi- excuse me, I said famous Freemasons. Tonight's topic is going to be famous military Freemasons. Thank
2: you. I was a little confused.
1: And I picked this for, um, again, last week was Memorial Memorial Day. Last Monday was Memorial Day. And we couldn't get up here on Sunday because obviously Saturday was. Uh, the Gideon one so I wasn't going to come up on Sunday or Monday so uh I was going to do it Thursday but it didn't pan out so we're doing it today and again Sunday uh wasn't able to be around so here we are on Monday we took an entire week vacation but so I wanted to do this in light of Memorial Day and we I picked two famous military men who were and again there's many of them but I picked uh my two favorite ones so this is what we're going to go with. My first have to be John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones um, was a brother, and he was a leading naval figure of the American Revolution. Um, he's one of the father fathers of the American Navy. He was uh, he was born in uh, our oh boy. Oof, it's a scottish name so already maguire's going to definitely give me a phone call tomorrow and be like dude you killed it we'll just say kirkbean scotland i just threw i just you just
2: woke me up i'm sorry because my <laughs> uh my father in law's name is john jones so
1: he was born in uh kirkbean scotland in on july 6 1747 as john paul he became a member of saint bernard's masonic lodge number 122 uh Kirk Kirkwood Bright Scotland and was raised to master mason on November 27th 1770. Um, I'm citing this off of PortsmouthFreemasons.org just for anybody who's interested who wants to look this up. I'm uh, throwing my site out there. That's that.
2: Here's what's interesting he he was um you're going he was interesting.
1: Yeah, he was a very interesting freemason. Uh, Very interesting man in general. He was,
2: no, I'm saying he was buried, and then they dug him up.
1: Oh, what do you mean? Uh, his body after he, he passed?
2: The, yeah, they dug him
1: up. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, <laughs> he worked aboard... Well, uh, excuse me. Um, John Paul left school at the age of 12 and 13 and became an apprentice to a local shipper. He worked aboard a series of commercial ships, finally earning his own command. Um... While serving as captain of the vessel Betsy in 1773, Jones was confronted by several muni- several mutinous crew members. Jones killed one of the crewmen, in, which appeared to be an act of self defense. Um, the incident took place in the waters off the British island of Tobago. So, in June 1777, uh, the Continental Congress ordered John Paul Jones to. To Portsmouth, New Hampshire, to oversee the completion, and take, um, and take command of the newly built 17-gun sloop of war Ranger. This is where it gets interesting. You got to hear this. This this guy was he was quite a spitfire. Um, Jones was said to have visited Saint Lodge, uh, Saint John's Lodge Number no. One during his stay in Portsmouth. In November, he set sail for France. After conferring with American commissioners in Paris, uh, which included Benjamin Franklin, Jones began a series of coastal and co- uh, a series of co- coastal and commerce raids against the British Isles. Although these raids did uh, little actual damage, the hope was that the embarrassment caused the British government would force the Royal Navy to bring some of its fleet stationed in America back to England to better protect the British home waters. The Ranger engaged a British warship HMS Drake in the Irish Sea. In an hour-long battle, the Ranger defeated and captured the Drake, Uh, marking the first time the American Revolution a British warship was captured by the Americans. Uh, There was a lot of things actually that was said that he did during that battle where he was. I mean,
2: but at this time, like it it seems like it's just a guy with a hot head. Hot temper, out with <laughs> out with a warship, right? And and they see some Fred, you know, see some English ship. Okay, yeah, let's bomb them. Well, okay, let, let's go. Up they actually the, there's
1: a couple stories of different stories that I've read and different shows that I've watched that actually talked about him going up and down the British coast, swearing profanities at the actual islands of England. He was swearing profanities and calling them all kinds of names. It was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> He was, quite the, he was quite the little showstopper there. Uh, upon returning to France, Jones was promised a command with a new d- vessel. Uh, after some fines, he f- took uh, command of an aging freshl- uh, French commercial vessel that had been converted to a 42-gun warship. Uh, Jones gave the ship the, the name Bonhomme Richard in honor of Benjamin Franklin. In 1799, Jones departed France in command of a five-ship squadron with the Bonhomme Richard as his flagship. I think that's right. Moving on. On September 23rd, Jones' squadron encountered a British warship off uh, the British warship HMS Countess of Scarborough and HMS Serpice. All the ships in Jones' squadron, with the exception of the Bonhomme Richard, engaged the Countless Countess of Scarborough, Jones' vessel alone engaged the Sarpus. I apologize. This uh, the the text on this while I'm reading it is very like like light blue, so it's very hard to see. Uh, despite the incredible amount of punishment being inflicted on Jones' ship, he managed to defeat the Sarpus and forced its surrender. So this guy, he basically didn't lose. It's pretty pretty amazing. But uh, this is one guy, John Paul Jones. He was uh, with the war officially ended. Jones, along with the other Continental Navy officers, found himself being discharged from service and facing an uncertain future. When offered, he accepted a commission as admiral in the Navy of Russian Empress Catherine the Great, whose antiquated and poorly led fleet was in desperate need of modernization he also led the russian black sea fleet against the turkish navy yeah,
2: he was a hothead i mean his his famous quote is i've not yet begun to fight you know so he's just a hothead he's running around just <laughs> blowing things up and then he'll go and pay you know take the take the uh the highest pay from the
1: yeah, but I have to say that's a pretty impressive career, though, to actually be able to do that. And you know, but win. he almost
2: turned into a mercenary, right? And then he went to go work for other people.
1: Uh, again, he, he was discharged from the military. I mean, the guy needed a job. You know, he's got to do something. He was discharged from the American military, and you know, the the Russians needed him, so he went over there. That's I think it's pretty cool to be that good at what you do that another country is like, hey, come work for us. (laughs) Um, Although successful, Jones was constantly being undermined by officers who resented a foreigner holding such a high position in the Russian Navy. Eventually, Jones was relieved of his command and soon moved back to France in May of 1790. Two years later, he died alone in his Paris apartment. At the time of his death, Jones was near penniless and friends – some of whom were said to be masons, had to raise money for his burial in French Protestant cemetery reserved for foreigners. In 1899, the ambassador to France, General Horace Porter, began a search for John Paul Jones's grave. In 1905, he found it. American authorities arranged to exhume Jones' body and have the remains shipped back to the U.S. for internment at the U.S. Naval Academy. 11 U.S. warships escorted Jones's body across Atlantic to Maryland. The eulogy for Jones' internment at the U.S. Navy Academy Chapel in Annapolis was given by U.S. President and fellow Mason, Teddy Roosevelt. That's pretty cool. Nice. So that's Good my one Teddy guy. Teddy
2: Roosevelt was a Mason.
1: Teddy Roosevelt was also a Mason. Yes, he was. The only thing I want to do is I just want to take a quick break, and then we will we'll be back with the second guy that I have, Douglas MacArthur. And we're back. We had a little bit of a changing of the guard. We actually had uh, Brother Rocco, whose ass was kicked. I can see it in his face. He was tired. So I appreciate him coming up here and, and doing his thing. But uh, we now have Worshipful Brother Ken Tarwood. Hello. Hello. <laughs> And uh, so, basically, what we've done is you actually see the card. I just want to give you a little speed up. The card we picked was industry. Okay. So the beehive. The beehive be indust be industrial and yes. don't be a lazy sack of shit. Basically, Absolutely. that's the uh, virtue that we picked. And uh, where we went into John Paul Jones, I talked about him is he's one of my favorite military Freemasons in honor of uh, Memorial Day and uh he was he we talked about how he was quite the spitfire, and a couple stories that I had read that uh he was actually going up and down the British coast in his ship screaming vulgarities at the sh- at actually the island of Britain, like just yelling in general, calling them all kinds of names and everything. Yeah, we were kind of angry at them back then. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Not so
0: much nowadays,
1: but yeah. Could you just see like a bunch of everybody from the Freemasons podcast on a boat <laughs> just going up and down the coastline? Just the big like Bugs Bunny ha- uh, uh, naval hats.
0: We'd get in so much trouble.
1: <laughs> just screaming <We're-> vulgarities. <laughs> It is kind of funny if you think about it. Like to be in those times, to actually see that, yeah, I, I, I just to be a guy on that boat while he's up there just screaming and ranting. Nobody had smartphone <laughs> cameras back then. Thank God. I think it would have been funny to see that I video. I absolutely would have. But uh anyway, so now moving into my next favorite guy, which is Douglas MacArthur. Douglas MacArthur's father was actually a Civil War Medal of Honor recipient. I didn't know that. No, didn't um, at His father was, uh, the at 19, he was the youngest colonel in the Union Army. I did not know that either. Cool. Quite amazing. Douglas MacArthur graduated from West Point in 1903. I'm citing this off of AraratShrine.com. Sh- Ararat, Ararat. 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 It looks like it, but I can't tell. A R A R A T. Yeah. Ararat. Ararat. Okay. Uh, Again, I'm not an English major. I've said it a thousand times before. This is why you're up here. Speaking of which, drop me a canonical. It's from Scripture, actually. (laughs) Canonical. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> it is from scripture. Uh, I still screw the names up, though. Uh, <laughs> Douglas MacArthur graduated from West Point in 1903, first of his class. Three out of the four years in his senior year, he became the first captain of the Corps of Cadets, and he graduated with a cumulative grade point average of 98.14. Clearly, he was on his way to a distinguished military career. I'm trying to find out where he was the with the Mason part of it, though. There we go. In March 1936, brother. Douglas MacArthur received uh, the fourth through the thirty-second degrees, culminating in on March twenty-eighth, nineteen thirty-eight, with the Master of the Royal Secret in Gumata Consistory in the Philippines. I'm telling you, they're killing me with these Philippines. Yeah, Uh, on December eighth, nineteen forty-seven, at the American Embassy in Japan, the Mm. thirty-third degree was conferred upon him. Uh, By illustrious brother Frederick H. Stevens, 33rd deputy of the Mother Supreme Council, 33rd in the Philippines, brother Stevens had conferred the first degree on brother MacArthur in 1936. So, oh, there we go. Uh, Field Marshal Douglas MacArthur was made a Mason at Sight. Uh, on January fourteenth, nineteen thirty-six, by Samuel R. Hawthorne, the Grand Master of Masons in the Philippines. What does Mason at sight mean? I, I, I imagine that means take all three degrees in one shot. You're just because boom, you're a Mason. Yeah, because here we go. Here we, the ceremony lasted hmm. several hours, and each degree was conferred by a past Grand Master. Oh, wow. So So it was was like a a
0: degree... It was like a one-day shot thing. Degree festival, and all the degrees were conferred by grandmasters. That's pretty impressive. I guess if you're going to get all of your uh, three degrees of ancient craft masonry in one day... Yeah. ...and conferred by grandmasters, (laughs) you're probably fine.
1: Nobody's going to... Nobody's going to give you any crap about that. Nobody's going to bitch. <laughs> wow. uh, General MacArthur received that special ceremony because of his role as commander in charge of the training of the Philippines Armed Forces mm-hmm. and because his father was also a master mason and had been the military governor of the island from 1900 to 1901. That I didn't know. Yeah. He was, um, wow. he was kind of a celebrity in the Philippines. Kind of that, makes sense. Yeah. Clearly. A significant contribution to masonry occurred in 1947 when Supreme Commander MacArthur requested permission from the Japanese government to allow Japanese naturals to join Masonic lodges. The Grand Lodge of the Philippines in 1947 instituted the first lodge at Yokosuka Naval. Yokosuka. God, I am terrible at this. I'm only getting worse. Yokosuka? Sounds right. Yokosuka. Yeah, that's what it is. But i I'm getting worse as time goes on. It's like I'm having a stroke or something. Like it's terrible. Um, you could have somebody looking over your shoulder and correcting I, you, as I, you. I really should. You know what? You should actually park <laughs> your chair right next to me so you could read. Because uh, so the I could just like there. tap you on the shoulder and and just. Yokosuka.
0: Oh, Yokosuka.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, moving back, uh, the Grand Lodge of Philippines in 1947 instituted the first lodge at Yokosuka Naval Base, and later three lodges in Tokyo the ritual was translated into Japanese for a lodge of Japanese nationals the Grand hmm. Lodge of Japan was formed in on June 1st 1957 could you imagine this guy wow. was one of the founding fathers of a Grand Lodge in another country yeah, that's pretty impressive that's crazy today it supports over 21 lodges and 4,000 members the new hmm. Tokyo Masonic Center valued at over 50, uh, $50 million dollars was featured in an article by Florin D. Quick. Way too many acronyms for this. Come Hold at on, I'm coming over. Yeah, come over. you got to see this. Like, what is that? <laughs> okay,
0: so there's a bunch of Latin characters on the screen, and I don't know what any of them it looks mean. like. They, they all look like consonants to me, so just say anything. <laughs> I don't even
1: know what that is. There's like a backwards P. It's like a B with an extra tail on the bottom <laughs> of it. Okay. P, I'm going to go with just American stuff. P, B, G, B, M, B. I, I imagine maybe that's just past, past Grand grandmaster. Master I don't know what the acronyms are in the middle, or but whatever. Of Japan in the May issue of the Scottish Rite Journal. Uh, Douglas MacArthur was an active Mason and played a significant role in the development of Masonry in Japan. In fact, the Douglas MacArthur Memorial in Norfolk, Virginia, has on display much of his Masonic regalia, including his third-degree apron, his shrine fez, his 33rd-degree Scottish Rite cap and ring, and other Masonic awards. That's pretty, in, pretty
0: impressive. Yeah, I mean, in the war, he was um, a pretty impressive figure,
1: too. One, of, I want, so. uh, I, I want to look up his quote because I know he's got some quotes. Oh, he's got a lot. Uh, John Paul Jones was. I haven't even begun to. I have not yes, begun to. Have fight. not
0: begun to fight.
1: I went. I punched in. It's on brainyquote.com. and these are just a couple of the quotes that he's got. Uh, and I just want to do the famous one. I think it was this one right here: duty, honor, country. Those three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, and what you will be. That's awesome. Mm. That's a great quote. It really
0: is pretty so, profound. Old soldiers never die, they just fade away.
1: <laughs> I that really you
0: know, him. I guess I'm,
1: I want, you know, exactly. I want to look this up because honestly, I can't figure out I could have swore that General George Patton was, but believe it or not, I looked it up, and there's no evidence of it that I can find.
0: We are not retreating; we are advancing in another direction. <laughs> that wasn't that Patton, like though, him. was it? No, that was MacArthur.
1: I was going to say that was yeah, MacArthur. That sounds sounds like him. There's actually a there's one. Uh, um. There's a famous Marine that I absolutely love. And I want to say it's Chesty Puller, but I could be wrong. But the quote was, they have us surrounded. Now the bastards can't get away. Yeah. (laughs) That was actually, uh, I I want to say it was Chesty Puller, but I could be wrong. (laughs) It sounds like something he would say. (laughs) Chesty Puller, he was a badass guy, too. General George Patton, here we go. I found him. Anyway, yeah. it does say that he's a Freemason, and then other places say he's not a Freemason. So I right. challenge everybody yeah. in the Freemasons podcast community group and or Facebook page. If you find something on Patton, put it on there. Show the world. Show us all and prove me to be, uh, not have all the facts. Right or wrong. But I'll present them as such. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, this one's a pretty, did a pretty easy podcast. This one is not too long at all. So wow. what we're going to do is we're going to give a little taste of Patreon. And you and me and uh, Worship Brother Jack started doing, um, in the Patreon, uh, we started reading different things and going over things in rules of civility and decent behavior in company and conversation. It's uh, a book by George Washington. Yep. And if we you want to hear it. this, go to Patreon, sign up, and you can hear the episode on it. But we're going to give everyone a little taste. And I'll put this also in Patreon as well. But uh, we did 1 through 20, so I think we're going to go back and forth. We have my little blue. My little blue. The, <laughs> the red book. The pen is blue. The red book. <laughs> the red book. The rules of civility. Uh, and uh, we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to talk about these things. So let's do it. let's move on to the next segment. We're gonna go start with number twenty-one. And again, he had a bunch of these, but we're gonna start with twenty one. We're gonna move. I have my book in front of me, so I'm gonna have to listen very closely. I'll pass it back and forth. (laughs) Reproach none for the infirmities of nature, nor delight to put them that have in mind thereof. Reproach none for the infirmities of nature, nor delight to put them that have in mind thereof. So to me, and I could be completely wrong in my reading of well, this. Well,
0: listen, I'm, my eyes are already crossed. I'd reading that one, but go ahead. Um, I believe it means don't, basically, don't make fun of or point out um, infirmities of nature. So, if somebody has some sort of disability um, or something that makes them different from you, don't okay. draw
1: attention to that fact or make
0: fun of them for that. That's a, I didn't even think seems pretty civil to me.
1: I thought, now, the way I picture this, and again, I'm just a jarhead, so this is the way I think of it. Reproach none for the infirmities of nature. I'm thinking somebody's inside their house while somebody's out freezing in the cold, and through the window they're going, ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking nature Your very early. Socks sucks <laughs> for you! <laughs> it's raining That's on <laughs> you. That was sad. That's the way I took it, but
0: Yeah, infirmities, infirmities you know, obviously to me means, um, you know, some kind of ailment. Some kind of physical disability or some kind of malady, you know, some kind of something's wrong with you, right? You've got some kind of disorder (laughs) Um, of nature would mean, you know, you you have it of your, you didn't do it to yourself. Right. You were either born with it or it happened to you because of disease or something like that. But reproach none. So don't, don't call attention to it or don't make fun of people for that because they're different from you.
1: Epic. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and being that it's only us two here, too. we're always right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, I'm gonna go with that's correct. So that was twenty one. Yep, number twenty two. Show not yourself glad at the misfortune of another, though he were your enemy. This is a good one. Show hmm. not yourself glad at the misfortune of another, though he were your enemy.
1: Uh, uh, I think that's pretty cut and dry for me. Anyway, I mean, if you see somebody who's homeless, you know, on the side of the road, you know, picking through a garbage can, like, don't make fun of them because they have it harder than you. Mm-hmm. You know, lend a helping hand if anything. You know, and don't wish
0: that on somebody, even if he were your enemy,
1: right. because you know. I think that was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I mean, to me, anyway. Be a decent human being. Why don't you do number twenty three too? Because that one was kind of cut. That was pretty. That was, much. An easy one, yeah. that was an easy one. Yeah, it was an easy one. Number 23, when you
0: see a crime punished, you may be inwardly pleased, but always show pity to the suffering offender. So even when you see justice done, mm-hmm. you shouldn't dance around and say,
1: you know, hooray, that he's
0: going to the gallows. That depends. No. If you yeah, crash
1: three true. planes into different buildings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Then you don't get a pass. Or
1: if you are a pedophile or something, yeah. I'm sorry, you're not getting a pass yeah. on that one. And I will, uh, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll dance in your body. Like, <laughs> uh, that's not okay. I, if, I guess if it's, depends on the severity of the crime i mean if somebody gets caught stealing or something like that and i mean i know in other countries they're whoop, they'll yep. lop, lop your freaking hand off yep, for true. stealing and stuff like that to me is a little bit extreme so yep. yeah, i'm not gonna i will definitely take pity on that yeah
0: i would not be inwardly pleased or show no. any kind of like <laughs> no. happiness over somebody getting their hand chopped we off need stealing. to get the hell out of here right now yep. <laughs> you may be inwardly pleased mm but always show pity to the suffering offender. I, I, I can be down with that one for
1: certain things. I, yeah. I would like to modify that one.
0: Yep. Well, you know, the, the well, crimes for which people were being punished back in, you know, right. Worshipful Brother George's time and prior to that were right. true, and this, probably not as, well, I mean, I guess they could have been severe, as severe as some of the,
1: the crimes yeah. of day and age. you're talking about, just, age, but... to be clear, you're talking about Worshipful Brother George Washington. Yes, <laughs> Worshipful Brother George <laughs> Washington, not right Worshipful Brother George Mudge. Actually, he'd be most worshipful of anything because he yeah. was a grandmaster. But again, George is world. was. All, was George uh, a grandmaster? Yes, he I was. I thought he declined that. No, he didn't. Oh. He declined. To my knowledge, he declined. They offered him the position of being the grandmaster of the United States of America. Ah. And he refused it. He said that each state Ooh, should okay. govern themselves independently. Okay. That's what he refused, but I think he was. Uh, I could fact check this. I'm gonna fact check myself because fact call. check
0: yourself. I'm fact check myself. You no, know, it wasn't of Pennsylvania. Uh, it might have been Virginia. Okay. That could be true. I mean, I've always called him Worshipful Brother George. I too can be wrong. I'll
1: tell you right have now. Have been and already popping in as he was. Are grand- oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. i'm looking it up right now i'm actually on the GWMemorial.org. great place to visit if anybody wants to go yeah Um that information is uh i'm
0: sure official and correct in all ways yeah this is a this is an official thing right here the george washington masonic memorial awesome actually, place to visit too
1: yeah it definitely is especially when you go up the all the, uh, the different levels of the inside of it. Have you been there? Kind of? No. You've I've never seen, been there? I've seen like, walking tours on
0: free free. YouTube and stuff like that, but I've never actually and been And you
1: go there. up to the top. And Next trip to D.C., I'm headed there. i just going to look this up. Okay, if you can keep doing it. how
0: about you do the next one while I'm looking this up? Well, number 24 is an easy one, George. Oh, boy. Do not laugh too much or too loud in public. <laughs> I mean, you can't misinterpret that one. Do not laugh or talk too loud in public? Do not laugh too much or too loud in public. Okay. So basically, you know, if somebody tells a joke, don't stop the whole room by being like, oh, ho, ho, ho,
1: ho. <laughs> You know, keep it together. In modern times, don't be a loud cell phone talker. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's nothing worse than being in line and the guys behind you just screaming, I'm on my way! I'm on my way! I'll huh? be there in
0: the only thing worse, worse, perhaps, is when they're telling jokes back and forth on said cell phone and the guy starts laughing in a line full of people. Nobody's privy to the same joke. Nobody knows what the hell you're laughing about. But in general, do not laugh too much or too loud in public. I'm guilty of that one. Keep going. Keep All right, going. Number 25 Superfluous compliments. And all affectation of ceremony are to be avoided. Yet where do they are not to be neglected? Hmm. So that's pretty verbose. If we break it down, proof superf- so excuse me. Superfluous compliments and all affectation of ceremony are to be avoided. So that's, you know complimenting the crap out of your host. And um everything that goes along with that should be avoided. But when they are due, they are not to be neglected. Hmm. So if somebody is deserving of compliments, never neglect your duty to compliment them, but don't do it so verbosely that you seem, I don't know,
1: uncivil or so, weird. Just off on the side now, I'm going back on this thing. He's, um doesn't say that he was... Uh, He was elected Grand Master, looking on this thing. He was a charter member of Alexandria, Washington Lodge. They asked him to serve as charter master of the lodge Mm -hmm. uh, to move on to the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. But uh, looking on, it doesn't look that he was. He was the Lodge's worship master of Alexandria, Washington Lodge, number 22. Um, He was reelected for one more year after that. But then uh, he became president, and it doesn't say that, that he um, served as grandmaster, believe it or not. So, so I stand corrected. However, he was offered was that right. position. He was offered that oh, yeah, position. absolutely. Um, and I know he, he, declined he declined a couple
0: of Masonic positions that he was offered.
1: So I stand corrected.
0: Worshipful brother George. All right. I'll read the next one. All right. What do we so got? I was on. 25, so we're on 26 now. 26. Oh, come on. It's the long one.
1: (laughs) And I suck with words. Get reading. There's some long ones in there. (laughs) All right. In pulling off your hat to persons of distinction, as noblemen, justices, churchmen, and make a... That's a typo right there. But anyway, make a reverence bowing more or less according to the custom of the better bread and quality of the person. Among your equals, mm-hmm. expect not always that they should begin with you first, but to pull off your hat when there is no need is affectation. Affectation. Affectation, mm-hmm. thank you. You'll have to explain what that means later. Mm-hmm. In the matter of saluting and resaluting in words, Keep to the most usual custom.
0: Yep. So I think in uh, in the long, long ago, in former times, it was always—and I could be wrong about this—but even the United States, I believe, it was proper to if somebody was ahead of you in rank. So if it were, um, if it were somebody in the church, or you know somebody in civil government a magistrate or something like that that was ahead of you in rank you were always to take your hat off and or bow first now show
1: respect believe it or not in japan that's still a custom Mm -hmm. is that whoever when they bow whoever is the higher rank would bow less than the other yep so that's still something that's pretty much uh done to this day that's where i
0: was going with that too oh really i think think that's probably correct but again i'm not i'm not a huge um expert on you know civility in 1700s america so i don't know if that was actually a thing uh, but I know, you know, I mean, it, uh, as a so sign of respect, you're always supposed to take your hat off to your host in America, uh-huh. and that's and I still think there's up some, until recent times, It's a thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's, there was some, you know, American version of it, or mm-hmm. even English version. I mean, I'm sure that got started in England before it even was done in America. Mm-hmm. So, all right, 27. Tis ill manners to bid one more eminent than yourself, be covered as well as not to do it to whom it's due likewise he that makes too much haste to put on his hat does not well yet he ought to put it on at the first or at most the second time of being asked now what is herein spoken of qualification in behavior in saluting ought to be observed in taking of place and sitting down for ceremonies without bounds is troublesome. That's a mouthful. Wow. So we're getting <laughs> into the intricacies of
0: hat etiquette.
1: Yes. That uh, is what's that's going pretty on much here. what I'm gathering here. It's uh, the intri- intricacies of, of hats. And I don't, I mean, realistically, the only thing I, I know of when you know, I ever wore a hat was when, two things. When I was in the military, when you were indoors, you were uncovered. Yep. When you were outdoors, you were covered. Yep. Um, The hat stayed on except for a hand salute. Um, Mm -hmm. You never, the only time you, no, you didn't even take your cover off for the national anthem. Really? Mm-mm. Pledge you, of Allegiance? You saluted. If you were not in uniform, you stood uh, at attention. Okay. So
0: you saluted with the
1: uh You saluted there. with the cover on, yep. hand up to your head, yep. uh, which is still done to this day. Yep. Uh, in civilian world, uh, you go to a Yankees game, take your, take hat, your off. hat off, or yep. you have a veteran freaking drop kick missile That's drop right. kick you in the back. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a couple in this lodge that would do that. Teach your children. The other, thing, <laughs> the other thing, and most of the time you'd put, actually we'll get into Masonic etiquette about the, Ma- the the cat the the captain holy hell the worshipful master yep. um, taking his cover off mm-hmm. some worshipful masters were actually take their cover off and put it over their heart mm-hmm. that's actually improper etiquette from what I've been told you're to take it off with your left hand and put your hand on your heart ah that's the Good way to know now that was a that was an etiquette thing that i was taught and that i didn't know because i always I've, put the hat over my heart
0: i've <laughs> always taken my hat off and put it over my heart too and yeah, th- okay Good from what
1: know. i'm told that's improper etiquette you would pull it off with your left hand put the hat down by your side and yep. your hand goes to your heart when you come okay. to the sign of fidelity yep right, interesting the other other example i have is i remember as a kid when i would walk into the house and take that
0: goddamn damn hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my dad was ex-military, so yeah, if you had a hat on in the house, I oh, was yeah. like, yeah, that was not not good, especially if you're eating dinner or something like that. Let's You'd be in serious trouble with him for doing that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Dinner table? Forget so, it. So our generation knows that, but it's like our children's
1: <laughs> generation. It's mm, no, My kid's got the hoodie. 50, the hoodie. 50. I hate wearing yeah. the freaking hoodie in the house. It drives yep. me up. Take the hoodie off. Yep. It's 75 degrees. Why yep. are you wearing a hoodie in shorts? Yep. Anyway. Stylish, dad. Stylish. Stop judging me. (laughs) Yeah. And and socks that are basically thigh highs. I don't understand Mm -hmm. that. Anyway. Uh, Then again, uh, we wore the MC Hammer pants back in the day. So, I mean, whatever. The Genco jeans. (laughs) Probably still have a pair.
0: I should wear those next time. Next podcast. Worshipful Brother Ken's going to come in his Genco
1: jeans. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, all right, we'll move on to 28. They have them somewhere. Do, do
0: they still fit? Probably. I mean, how could they not? They're like three sizes too big that's for you. True. I, mean,
1: I don't care how big huge. my thighs
0: got. I could still fit in yeah. those
1: That's, that's absolutely true. <laughs> they were like, they, were, they just blew up at the bottom. They yeah, were huge. They
0: were They were ugly jeans. I don't know why we Terrible. thought they were so cool, know. but I don't know.
1: I know better now. All right, 28. We're getting away from the hat etiquette, so that's good. If anyone yeah, come to know, speak know. to you while you're sitting, stand up, though he be your inferior. And when you present seats, let it be to everyone according to his degree. That I absolutely agree with. Yep. Um, anytime everyone, anyone ever comes up to me, unless I'm busy, uh, I get off my ass. Yep. to make sure I shake your hands. Yep. I don't believe in staying seated. Uh, just to me, it's a sign of disrespect to stay seated, yep. unless the other person says, "No, no, no, no! Don't get up! Don't get up! Sit down! Sit down!" Yeah. Then, then, okay, that. that's yeah. the only exception. But
0: uh, even if he's your inferior, meaning even if it's just some random guy, you know, you could be in a Masonic setting where you're right worshipful brother George, and it's some new EA or something like that, and he comes up and he wants to shake your hand, you get up. Off your butt, yeah. shake his
1: hand. Yeah, and that I think that goes up and or down because, I mean, you don't ever, especially in a Masonic Lodge, you don't ever want the EA coming in who sees the guy adorned in purple. Yeah, you know what, bad
0: example because we're all on the level in a Masonic right. Lodge. But uh let's say you were a, I don't know, you worked in the court system or something like that and you went to some benefit dinner and you were some legal aid and you mm-hmm. walked up to... Uh, I don't know a, a, a chief justice or something like that. If you walk up and you're going to shake his hand, he should get up and shake your hand too. Doesn't matter what level he is. Money this? Yeah, maybe a little bit. All
1: right, Got grab a. I grab the plastic one. I don't know where Rocco's mouth has <laughs> Um, I'll even go as far as this. I remember when I was in the military. The actually, I'll even go back further than that. I was actually in junior ROTC when I was in high school. Junior ROTC. And let me tell you, as a Marine, I got my balls busted for being in the Junior Air Force ROTC. Yeah, I didn't know too many guys that went into the Junior
0: <laughs> ROTC and then went into the military after, so this will be an interesting they story. They called me it?
1: every, the Zoomy, <laughs> Flyboy, I got called every name in the book, and uh, they made me go actually go up and down the barracks one day with my arms out straight going because I got in trouble. <laughs> so, That's nice. <laughs> Nice guys. You know, I can look back at boot camp now and laugh my ass off, but back then it sucked. Did they stand up at the table to shake your hand too or no? <laughs> no. Used st- to to them. And you oh, stayed outside exactly. of arms distance. But anyway, um, in the one of the things that we always had was we had the, the military ball. We Mm -hmm. had the junior ROTC ball, which was basically, you know, all the ROTC got together and everything. But one of the major things that we never did was you never, ever, ever took off your uniform jacket until the captain, the highest ranking officer Mm -hmm. in the room, took his jacket off. And as a matter of fact, I tried to Mm -hmm. instill that at our table lodge uh, on Saturday that I said, Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's jacket stays on until the Warshall Master tells him to take his off. Yeah, you follow the master's lead. Follow the master's lead. And I think that's falls right in line with this, is standing up, and it's it's just proper etiquette of respecting those that are higher than you. Yep. Or you know, just in general.
0: It was a bigger deal back then, so he's probably saying something that you know everybody thinks is normal back in the seventeen hundreds. But this day and age, people could uh, could learn a lesson or two from that. I mean, that's absolutely. I've seen plenty of people, even in a business setting, even in a corporate setting. Where the you know the, the the president of a division or something will be sitting down, and somebody will come over to shake their hand, and they'll just mm. sit there, give them a limp yeah. limp handshake from a
1: seated position. Chivalry's dead, and that's what Freemasonry yeah. is trying to keep. Yeah, is chivalry and being a, a upstanding guy and, and really working on your etiquette, I guess, yep. and, uh, as a man and a, as a person. You know, keep the rules of civility alive. So I'm going to go up to 30, and then I'm going to turn this back over to you. Yeah. I figure we'll do five at a clip. Because it's easier than just passing the book across the table. Sounds so. good. <laughs> it's like a pop quiz because I feel like I haven't read the last <laughs> the
0: last five of the 30. So that
1: was 28. Let's move to 29. When you meet with another of greater quality than yourself, mm. stop and retire, especially if it be at a door or any straight place to give way for him to pass. Mm. Uh, again, I'll go back to the military. Um. If there was a DI coming down the hallway and your little private ass didn't get out of the way, you would get launched. Yep. And they used to actually say, "Make a hole, make a hole," or yep. gangway is yep. the other word, gangway, yep. gangway. Yep. And everybody, I mean, everybody's lower rank would whoosh, up yep. against the wall, and you let him go by. Yep. So I mean, that's something that's
0: still and everybody would salute too. I would imagine every, too, absolutely right? yeah, everybody. If, if they're a higher rank than you, you mm-hmm. yep.
1: Uh, no officers, I think, were the only ones who got saluted. Again, we're going back. Time. Oh, okay. I'm doing. I'm doing a. Uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, Back to the Future type yeah. thing here, but
0: um, see, I am not military, so the only thing I can remember about military etiquette is from movies. And I remember in uh, Hunt for Red October, I remember down ladder, make a hole. And it's like <laughs> the CO is coming down the damn ladder on the submarine. You better get the hell out of the way. But
1: those were all officers. Yeah, uh, all, enlisted yep. enlisted guys, which yeah. are your 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 your. Your, your privates or your ensigns. Your you know. privates all the way up to well, in the Marine Corps, it was uh, private to sergeant major of the Marine Corps. Okay, those were all enlisted guys. I don't, I don't believe off the top of my head they do not get saluted. Mm-hmm. Only officers do. So yep. some of them didn't get saluted. Uh, we got a hoopty going up the road. I can hear right straight through the headphones. Yep. Yep. The fan belts going. So it's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> the fan belt or the wheel bearings, one or the other. It's always the case around here. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, the enlisted guys never got saluted. Officers got saluted, but you still—if a sergeant major is coming down the hallway, you get the, you hell, get out of the, the way. hell out yep. of his way. So. He's got something important to get to. Right, get out of his way. It's also a sign of respect yep. as well. Move out of his way. Yep. You know, if the master is trying to get into his lodge and he's trying to get up to the east, just move out of the way. Yep. Don't don't congregate in the hallway. Move. Yeah. Thirty. Last one. I'm doing it. Now. I'll pass it over to you. What do you All think? Right. We'll go up to forty. What do you think? Yeah. We've got sure. Some time. We'll do yep. forty. Uh, in walking. The highest place in most countries seems to be on the right hand. Therefore, place yourself on the left of him whom you desire to honor. But if three walk together, the mid place is the most honorable. The Mm. walk is usually given to the most worthy of the two walk together.
0: So I think that's speaking to if you and I are walking down a hallway together whether it be in a Masonic Lodge or an office building or something like that. Mm -hmm. You give place to the person of rank, and that person of rank would go in the center position if there Mm -hmm. are three walking together. Mm -hmm. And the second in command would be on the right. Mm -hmm. And if you're the lowest on the totem pole, you would be on the left. Right. So we don't do that nowadays. (sighs) I can't think of any circumstance where... I mean... um, you know, there's an old kind of chivalrous thing where the the man would walk on the right side of the woman and slightly forward, mm-hmm. I was so gonna that make that same you example. Could, you know, whatever guard her from horse
1: right. you know, splashing out of the road <laughs> onto her or whatever.
0: <laughs> but I can't think of that being a rule when you have like three otherwise equal people who are just in different rank in the organization in which they work. Or
1: the only like example that I can have off the top of my head is when you look at old like. Um, or not even old. Uh, you look at like uh, the news or or photographers of war, and you always see the highest ranking officer was in the middle, v. it be mm. Hitler or Patton or or Stulton. He was always in the middle and always leading the group, and everybody kind of mm. fell behind him off to the side. Mm-hmm. No, he was kind yeah. of like the lead guy. And if you're moving in a if you're moving in a place where you know you have the highest ranking officer. He knows where he's going and his right. cronies are just following him. Yep. They're, so basically Taking notes and he that. leads the charge. He's, he's the one kind of, so I've always, I, I guess I can kind of see it. Um, again, in modern times though, who's got the rank and stature. I mean, realistically.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about... The only um, place
1: you really see rank and stature is military. Oh, yeah, or like video of
0: like politicians in Mm -hmm, Washington mm -hmm, or something. mm -hmm. If the three of them are walking together and, you know, whatever, there's like a video of some peace accord or something they're supposed to be attending, Right. if you see like a few of them, it's usually the president is at the lead. But I never really thought about who's to the right and left of them. Mm. So I don't know if I think it's
1: kind of a lost cause. Uh, Not a lost cause, but I think it's uh, a lost
0: art. Outmoded. Yeah.
1: 31. They're 31.
0: Up. Okay, if any one far surpasses others, either in age, estate, or merit, yet would give place to one mean, meaner than himself in his own lodging, the one ought not to accept it. So he on the other hand should not use much earnestness nor offer it above once or twice. Wow. I might have to read that again. Yeah, you're going to have to. I didn't that, even You get lost that me on one. the
1: on ramp on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if anyone far surpasses <laughs> others, so I would guess that would mean in rank, stature or stature. rank, right? Mm-hmm. Either in age, estate, or merit, yet one would give place to one meaner than himself in his own now, lodging. When you say meaner, you mean M E A? M E A N E R meaner that's uh, so that may have had a different meaning back when your demeanor brother George is... wrote this one meaner than himself in his own lodging so I guess maybe that means uh, somebody who has greater means than somebody yes. else so somebody yeah. has more money uh, yes so yeah either an age estate or merit yet one would give place to one meaner than himself in his own lodging. The one ought not to accept it, so he, on the other hand, should not use much earnestness nor offer it above once or twice.
1: Okay, so I, I, when he's talking about um, in lodging, meaning in where you're going to, where yeah. you're going to sleep, where you're yeah. going to stay, like here, sleep in my guest bedroom, right? Kind of deal. Right? It's uh, from what I'm gathering of it, it shouldn't be given to somebody who doesn't. It's not his place to give. Uh. And I guess the other thing I would have to say would be, um, it, don't offer it more than once. Offer it once, and that's that. It's—I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm interpreting it wrong, but that's pretty much what I'm gathering from it. Because then you become kind of like a pain in the ass. Where it's like, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Maybe, yeah. So it's more like a politeness thing. Politeness. I mean, thing, it, yeah. it, it seems like it's kind of in conflict here. Don't be an annoying s- pain in the ass, basically. Yeah. So if. if um, I'm going to simplify this because it, it kind of seems like it's in conflict. Because if anyone far surpasses others, either in age, estate, or merit, yet one would give place to one meaner than himself in his own lodging, the one ought not to accept it. So that person who has more money than you or uh-huh. higher rank shouldn't accept it. So he, on the other hand, should not use much earnestness nor offer it above once or twice. So if he says, no, that's okay, I'm going to go stay at the the Uh inn down the way or the tavern or whatever, Uh you shouldn't more than once or twice say, are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know, He's like, nah, it's cool. I'm yeah. going and staying at the motel. Then right. you just be like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. That That's pretty much... Uh, yeah, kind of right. along the that You pretty much simplified it's, it a little bit better than yeah, I did, but that's what I gathered from it. It's a very wordy way of going about yeah. saying that. Very right.
0: old yeah. English. Yeah, for sure. Continue. 32? Yep. To one that is your equal, or not much inferior, you are to give the chief place in your lodging. And he to who it is offered ought at the first to refuse it, but at the second to accept, though not without acknowledging his own unworthiness. So to one that is your equal or not much inferior. So somebody's at the same level of life Uh as you, the same stature, or not much less. Uh You are to give the chief place in your lodging, so take the master bedroom. Right. Right. And then it is on him to say... Oh no, uh, that's okay. I couldn't possibly. But at the second attempt, though not without acknowledging his own worthiness, um, I think that's funny because he kind of at falls the first in- refuse it, but at the second to accept. Okay, so if then I say, "Oh no, I I insist," you should right. take the master suite. Right. Then he should be like, "Okay, that's that's fine," but like show that you know, you know, I'd be very thankful of the fact that you offered it to him. I'm right. very grateful for it. Um, yeah, that I that doesn't I, happen very often. I kind of I don't have much room in my when house. When you started
1: talking about it, I actually thought about the master mason degree and where the second half where the new MM comes into the room. Ah. You're offered any seat about the, uh-huh. class the yeah. and <laughs> someone's kinda... always
0: offered the master uh-huh. seat. And they're always like and they like go to like the, sp- yeah. you know, the, the lowest pew in the corner somewhere. Yeah. Right. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yep. All right. Keep going. But also if I were in the master's seat that day and I said, you know, no, but I insist, then they should accept it. Uh-huh. We should see if that's the case. I'll try that in the next EA. Number 33. Also reminds me of the
1: past master degree. Yeah. In kind of... Yeah. In a a funny way, but, you know.
0: 33rd. That's honorary. They (laughs) that are in dignity or in office have in all places presidency, but whilst they are young, they ought to respect those that are their equals in birth or other qualities, though they have no public charge. You're going to have to read that one again. That one yeah, was a tough one. I kinda, that one flew over me, too. <laughs> they that are in dignity or in office. So somebody who somebody is a high a, rank. Yeah, high rank. Have in all places presidency. Or a precedency. So which means you you, you can get pretty much whatever you want mm-hmm, in most mm-hmm. situations. But whilst they are young, they ought to respect those that are their equals in birth or other qualities, though they have no public charge. I so if you're young uh-huh.
1: and you're a I chief think, justice or a magistrate. I also think that's young in knowledge as well. You don't want to be the politician coming into the, the Senate, the new guy, when these guys have been here 30, 40 years, and you're just going to walk in and start being an ass. Mm. I, I guess it's like learn a little bit yeah. before you. That's kind of the way I'm yep. perceiving it. Learn a little bit and before you come in and start you know, rattling your war saber. That's and kind they, of the call, they
0: it. call it out. Uh, about physical age as well. (laughs) They ought to respect those that are their equals in birth or other qualities, so that would be, you know, lack of experience. But they should respect those that are equal, their equals in birth, though they have no public charge. So if somebody was born at the same time as you, if you're young, you're in your 30s, but you're, like, well advanced in your career and you're a CEO or something like that... Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody else that happens to walk up to you in their thirties, you have to treat them as equals. Yeah. Mer- you're not special because you have some, you know, right, some meritous position that's higher than theirs. Yeah. Makes sense. I agree with it. What am I going up to? 35 here? Yeah. 35. Right. 34. It is good manners to prefer them to whom we speak before ourselves, especially if they be above us, with whom in no sort we ought to begin. Wow. I'm going to have to break that one down. Let's unpack this one. It is good manners to prefer them to whom we speak before ourselves, especially if they be above us, with whom in no sort we ought to begin. Hmm. whom we speak before ourselves did you read it twice or just once i read it twice and i'm still having difficulty <laughs> i don't know what it is i'm, I'm going to say it's too much sunshine on my face today it is good manners to prefer them to whom we speak before ourselves especially if they be above us with whom in no sort we
1: ought to begin i think that calls along the lines of bragging don't talk about yourself when there's somebody else who's done more stuff than you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if uh, the grandmaster walks in here, I'm not going to sit here and talk about how, oh, I did this and I did that and blah, blah, blah. You're going to talk up the grandmaster. Oh, this is the grandmaster of the state of Connecticut and blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I'm perceiving it. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I'm putting it together. And I could be way offbeat, but again, it's a fact I present as such.
0: Yeah, with that one, I feel like I should have like um, some kind of cliff notes or explanation of the thirty fourth rule of civility. <laughs> <laughs> I should be like, oh, okay, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that one's tough to uh, to wrap
1: my brain around right now. That's the one I kind of. That's kind of what I picked apart on in that one. So it sounds reasonable to
0: me. So I'm gonna move to the thirty fifth. Thirty fifth, because 35th. Cause I got nothing on that one. Let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. Just like that sentence. Let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. Um, Makes sense. Get to the point. Negotiate what you got to negotiate. Let the
1: business be done. Have a little bit of Madeira. Move on. So there's a couple of people that I know that ramble on and on without actually getting to the point. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but people that I deal with on a frequent basis. Frequent basis. And Mm -hmm. they they just but in business or just in in my personal life okay in my personal
0: life this says specifically in business like a discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive
1: um I would have to go with I think that's business and or personal I mean I'm again I'm more of a come on let's wrap this up like what what are you driving at here you know and to me, that gets frustrating. Just on a, even on a business portion or whatever level, it gets frustrating. Like, don't, I get, again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself an asshole. But don't beat around the bush with me, so to speak. Just say what you got to say and we'll handle out how it goes. you I feel a lot better after I say this. <laughs> so in my
0: professional life, there are a lot of people, I don't want to say people that I work with, but people in my industry that love to talk. And they love to to talk and put parentheses around their talk and say, "Oh, we're strategizing." But to me, I'm a man of action. Uh-huh. So me too. My Trust team, me. my people, the people, my peers in my company, we like to get stuff done. We like to solve problems. So tell me what the business problem is. We'll solve it. Right. I don't like to sit around and strategize. I don't go. To, I don't like strategic <laughs> planning meetings. Like I feel like. Like what are we doing here, guys? We're just talking. That's cool. Right. Like we're making plans. So when do we actually do this? Like what do you want my guys to do? I feel a lot of talking falls short. Yeah, I just want to get things done. Just, just if, I feel like if I'm not getting things done, then I'm doing a disservice to the company, to myself, and I feel uh, fake. Yeah, uh, it's not always the case, but it's just the way I'm I ride right along with it. You gotta like, be born in August. I'm, I'm a man who, uh, I'm a man of action. Lies do not become us. No, I was born in February. February? Yeah. That would make you a... Pisces. A Pisces. Yes, sir. Really? Fish. That's why I was down at the beach <laughs> today instead of working. <laughs> yep. That's I was feeling funny. bad. My back hurt. I was like,
1: what should I do today? Go to the beach. Always makes me <laughs> <you> feel good. <laughs> the funny thing is, the person I was talking about was a Pisces. That goes... It never gets to the point. I thought that That's was why kind of it sounds funny. like a fish. <laughs> uh, I try not to do that. I'm. Uh, I was born in August. I'm a Leo, and it's got to the point where I rip your freaking head clean off. Like <laughs> there is strength. <laughs> All right, thirty-six. Lion. What's
0: that? <laughs> what? no, I wasn't going to keep going. With that There's strength <laughs> in the lion of the tribe of
1: something. Ah, uh, gotcha. 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, thirty-six. Artificers and persons of low degree ought not to use many ceremonies to lords or others of high degree, but respect mm-hmm. and, uh, and highly honor them. And those of high degree ought to treat them affably and courtesy without arrogance. So, I think ah. this is a good one. I like this one. Yeah, I like that one too. And I'll say this. Uh, what he basically means in the first half of it is don't be a kiss-ass, you know, but be mm-hmm. respectful. Right. And those of high degree don't be an ass. Yeah. So show them some courtesy for not being, you know, some kind of like... There's so many people that... All right, so I got a sidebar a little bit here. I play a game on the phone, okay? It's called... uh, It's called... um, uh, game of thrones conquest right oh god okay. like addicted to this game yeah. right how much
0: money have you spent on this game i actually haven't i've been oh, a very okay, good boy it. it's but not pay to play okay
1: i have i have you know i'm not that strong but some of the guys on this game are the biggest douchebags in the planet They're, mm. and i and this goes in just even your personal life if you have if you have a lot of money or a lot of power don't be a don't treat the ones celebrities are the worst for this mm. where they treat everyone like you owe them something not all of them the good ones don't uh, no not all of them but you're yeah, absolutely right there and are, actually there are Keanu Reeves who, is my yeah. absolute favorite celebrity yeah, I yeah, love that guy he's awesome he's freaking awesome yep. he's the most super humble, humble yeah. super humble rides the subway yep. I love that guy he's one of my absolute favorites but some of them are just so far in their own ass mm-hmm. like it's like why? No. Because, I don't know. I, I've never I've never been like that. I've you're never, an actor. You're a pop culture icon. It's not
0: like you're, you know.
1: And, and you know, really bringing this into Freemasonry, cool. uh, when you take the dirt nap, it ain't going to matter what you brought. Yeah. It ain't going to matter what you got in life. Yep. That's the whole chamber of reflection. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you did in your life. You're all equal in death. Yep. Most of the world's religions will tell you that. Mm-hmm. You can't take your money to the grave. No. Can't take it on the other side with you. Yeah. All right. 37. In speaking to men of quality, do not lean nor look them in the, uh, look them full in the face, nor approach too near to them. At least keep a full pace from them. Okay. Uh, no close talking. Number one. Else. Yeah. Uh, I am claustrophobic. I get freaked. I'm not, I don't know if claustrophobic is the actual terminology for it. I get freaked out in crowds. I get personal space up. personal issues, space yeah. I have major personal space issues oh, when I'm standing in line social and,
0: anxiety disorder too if it's in crowds uh,
1: it's it, it, let's put it this way if I'm in Dunkin Donuts and you're on the you're behind me breathing down my shit that I freak the fuck like I start <laughs> I start shaking you'd like, never survive in China <laughs> <laughs> no my and God. actually funny thing they is I love standing on Just making deals, d- it's d- totally d- normal true honest to life story uh I drive for a living. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. I stop at rest stations. And I just so happen to stop at Dunkin' Donuts. And in comes a bus full of, of Asian people. And, and again, they're comfortable with that, not knocking Asian people, yep. just staying in no, there. No, it's, it's a totally different culture totally
0: there. Uh, yeah, culture there. Culture.
1: Yep. But I'm standing in a line and there's about 30 of them and they're just swarming me and I'm sitting there literally just convulsing. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I can't take it. Like, I start freaking out. Yep. The, the, Culturally, we're taught to give everybody uh, space.
0: There's also people and, who
1: talk. In they're, the
0: East, it's different. And... and Close talkers, yeah.
1: Even, oh, yeah, close talk. There's nice. somebody that, that uh you know, I work with that literally will bury his face in your nose to the point where your lips almost touch, and it's like, and I take a step back. Yeah, that's just and concerning. I, I take a step back for two reasons. I take a defensive step back because if you don't get out my face, I'm yep. going to crack you one. Yep. <laughs> and two, it's like, dude, you don't got to be in my shit. Yep. Like, back up. I'm, I'm an arm's length distance type of guy. Yep. Unless we're raising a master mason, <laughs> yep. Or Unless I allow there's some you in that ritual.
0: Place. Reason why you
1: should be closer than that, right? There's
0: or no reason you should be.
1: Closer. Or I allow you in that space. Yeah. But if I don't yeah, know there's... you and you're just there, and this also goes on, on, on it goes hand in hand with loud cell phone talkers because i've had people in Dunkin' donuts line or any food line that's on their phone literally buried up your ass also on the phone yelling and i go into complete flip mode like i start shaking convulsing can't take it but you can hear the whole conversation yeah that's oh yeah i i i i'm i'm with you on that you're not weird I, and actually, uh, it's as bad for me as that. If somebody calls me on the phone, I'll leave. I'll walk out of the room. I'll mm-hmm. go to a place where it's quiet because I don't believe in anybody should be listening to your conversation, regardless if it's a private conversation, business conversation. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I think that should be Rule One Hundred and Twelve of uh,
0: George Washington's. Mm. Rules we should start making abilities. them. We We're going we do... to do append. Oh
1: them. my God! We'll start the whole segment yep. rules of civility and yeah. decent behavior in company and conversation according to the Freemasons according podcast to George <laughs> According in to the Freemasons times. podcast in modern times yeah. all about it <laughs> if i'm talking to you take your earbuds out of your head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: No AirPods. There's no reason you should have those in in public. Take them out. Oh, my God. If you're in your bed sleeping at night listening to an audio book, cool. Put them in. But otherwise, if I see you with them in, you're in the wrong. So says uh, Ken. Uh, <laughs> I told you add it to the book. We'll write one. we got to do it. <laughs> we I'm going to start
1: it. tonight. i got like five of them in my head right now. <laughs> I do too. Oh, I hope. Oh, God, I dread Joe here listening to this episode because he's going to have a whole puppet George one. I shan't breathe through I thine mouth. These bitches. <laughs> Get out my face! All right, moving on. Thirty-six. Oh, uh, 30, excuse me. Thirty-eight. I apologize. In visiting the sick, do not presently play the physician if you. Be not knowing therein. Mm. Oh, I love this one. That's a good one. I love this one. No WebMD. No WebMD. <laughs> and on top of that, it's like, uh Don't be like, oh, have you tried such and such? And it's like, oh I'm it's sorry, like, are you a
0: fucking doctor? It's like because... one of these.
1: Yeah. <coughs> oh you don't sound good. Do you have yeah. do you do you have a? it sounds like pneumonia? Yeah. Like, what?
0: Have you got checked for TB yet? Because <laughs> I hear TB's going around. Oh my
1: God, the scabies are coming back. Have you, you're itching. Like, is that scabies? Yeah. What? What? Have you tried drinking kombucha? <laughs> have you? You need to have more turmeric in your in your system. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much. We're making fun of it. Oh,
0: uh, are you immunized? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Uh, All right. I think that's pretty much self-explanatory.
0: Don't be... Uh- yeah, I'm sorry about that. I really don't want to... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really that much of a jerk. What I'm saying is basically exactly what it says. Don't pretend to be a doctor when you're not. Exactly. So... Um, my mom... Love my mom. But she's guilty of this, right? If I have a little cough or... You know, oh, if my yeah. face is a little red, mm-hmm. she'll be like, oh, you need more sunscreen. You should really be wearing more sunscreen. Kind of, oh, yeah. Or I'd be like, you know, I, if, I, if I sneeze or something like that, like, oh, your allergies is getting you. And it's like, mom, I don't have allergies. You know, you, like, you raised me. I never had <laughs> allergies. So you're not a doctor. Stay out of other people's business. They should know to go right. see a doctor if they have something right. wrong with them. <laughs> don't Especially if it's major, doctor.
1: you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 39. We're going to get to 40, and then we'll wrap this up. In writing or speaking, give every person his due title according to his degree and the custom of the place. This definitely has a Masonic innuendo to it. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, In writing or speaking, give every person his due title according to his degree and the custom of his place. I think that falls in military rank. As well as the Masonic rank, yep. uh, your title as a Mason, civil uh, or, or doctor politics, or anything, yep, yep, doctor. Absolutely. Yeah, if
0: you earn that title, if somebody's mm. writing a letter to you or they I think it falls in context or whatever. Yeah,
1: if it's a Masonic letter you're writing, add his title. Yep, yep. If it's just, hey, Ken, you coming to the freaking podcast or not? Like yeah. it's a different story, you know.
0: <laughs> well, in an email, so I, I draw the line of email in, in mm-hmm. the Masonic world. So if I'm writing an email to somebody who I'm not. Even somebody who I'm, you know, very very familiar with, I'll put their title, mm. and I'll say, you know, fraternal regards or yours, you know, fraternally yours, Cantarwood at the end of it, or worship right. brother
1: Cantarwood. I'll put my title at the end. I'm just making a point that if it's a if it's a Masonic email, yeah, and we're communicating back and forth or or letter or whatever it may, that's yep. fine. Yep. But, you know, we we text back and forth. In a text message, day. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, you're have... not going to write, Worshipful Brother Ken yeah, Tarwood, yeah, will you please give it. A... Yeah, no. Swipe thank...
0: doesn't come up with Worshipful very well. I have to do it like four or five times.
1: <laughs> Actually, keep saying... funny joke. And anybody, I challenge you to listen to this podcast, type in Worshipful and see what comes up. Yeah. It changes it to Washable.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's done washable, it to me like 16 times.
0: Warburton,
1: washable, Burton Washable. i everything except for Worshipful come up. <laughs> Washable brother <laughs> or like, I'm like worship no, 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 space sun. I'm like, not no, washing not you. Like I'm not, I'm not washing do. you
0: <laughs> So that's a problem if you're voice texting.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. If you're gonna like and a Masonic letter, just don't do it, uh, via voice Don't do not. You get home.
1: <laughs> Make sure you check your spell check, but I can't tell you how many times it changed it to washable. <laughs> Worship,
0: son, Jack.
1: Worship, son. That's the other. Good to That's hear the- from
0: you today. <laughs> I have excellent news. Oh, you,
1: God. Brother that is absolutely true. It does it every time. You're like, orange juice, period. <laughs> no, I didn't mean washable. I'm not going to wash you. There's no sponges here. Like...
0: <laughs> I think washable brother George was ahead of his time on that one.
1: Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got to read this back because I'm losing it here. Uh, 40. <laughs> washable sun. <laughs> all (laughs) right uh uh, 40 last one we're gonna do and then uh we're gonna wrap this one up and again we're gonna do the rest of these on the uh patreon uh we we did the last the first 20 if you want to hear it sign up for patreon this is uh the last little tidbit we're gonna do for this one and then we'll move on to a patreon one um around a later time yeah worshipful brother jack was in the last one he's a lot more cerebral than us so you should definitely
0: go back and listen to that Mm -hmm. one
1: all right number 40 Strive not with your superiors in an argument, but always submit your judgment to others with modesty. I like this Mm. one, too. Yeah, that's good. There's too many people... Whisper good counsel. Whisper good counsel. There's too many people that try forcing their views down your throat. Yeah. If you want to piss me off with a quickness, like, you want to throw out your suggestions your thoughts your feelings i'm completely fine with that Mm -hmm. but when you flip that and start turning it into no this is what we're going to do and you're wrong is where you're going to get the 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 lion heart come out of me Mm -hmm. because that pisses me off like i'll accept your accept your opinion just like And I do. I accept Mm. everyone's opinion. I think everybody has got great ideas. I'm always up for, especially, we'll we'll even use it in regards to this podcast. And and I want to throw him a shout-out, actually, while we're on this topic. Uh, Mike, the intern from the Masonic Roundtable. We had a nice discussion today. I don't want to talk about it on air, but I asked him his opinions on a couple things, and I asked him for his advice, and I want to throw him a shout-out. Thank you very much for talking to me. And I always accept people's thoughts and opinions, but when you flip that into... You need to do this, or you have to do that, or you're going to do that. Directives and you've, judgments. Ju- yeah. You've lost me, especially man. when it's not your place to give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying Mike did any of this. We had no, we had a great conversation. I'm talking all, about back on the main subject. Yep. So that's definitely I, I'm I'm whole I'm down with that one. Like give your opinion, but then shut up afterward. Yep. If they don't accept it, hey. And now that one was about. Um
0: when speaking to people that are of higher rank than you, right? Uh, I'll read it again,
1: just to be sure, because I think so. Uh, strive not with your superiors. Yes. No, with your superiors, right. Yeah. In argument, but yep. always submit your judgment to others with modesty. Yep. So so give your
0: opinions, but don't do it in such a way that it uh, sounds like you're handing down an edict to somebody who's superior to you. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. It's make diplomacy. Perfect sense. It's Dipl- the art of diplomacy.
1: Art of diplomacy, yep. I would love to eventually at some point get into Sun Tzu's Art of War. I know it has nothing to do with masonry. but I'd I'm going to have it. to read that damn book again. Love that book. It's my favorite book. This one is my second favorite. Third one is Morals and Dogma only because that is a pain in the ass to read. Yeah. And we do that on Patreon as well. We read that a little bit out of that. I'd like to get back into that one at some point
0: too. Yeah, Honestly, I didn't read it. I just let George read it to me. Which one? The like a bedtime story. <laughs> I tried to figure out what the hell he was talking about. It's a great episode, though. You should totally it, go and it, listen it,
1: to it. It's a tough read, man. It's yeah, it really, really is. tough. It really so. is. It's a tough one. All right. What do you say, Brother Ken? We wrap this up? I am ready. All right. So, for the Freemasons podcast, I am right-washable brother George Mudry. Marjor- <laughs> you like that, huh? I was deaf. I thought I had that thrown in from early.
0: <laughs> I'm worshipful Bob Kentarwood. Tarwood. <laughs>
1: All right. Have a good night, everyone.